Welcome to the Libertine Chronicles. After much debate, I felt as though you would enjoy this series a little better if I didn't drop it all in your lap at once and instead offered you one part at a time to enjoy. And here in part one, we're going to look more closely at something that's a hot topic, how to intentionally manifest. After all, what is more liberating than beginning to actively and intentionally direct the world you experience? And so to me, this is a fine place to start. But before we do, I would like to take a moment and try to wipe away a little smudge of a thought that persists through many schools of thought and many belief systems. But remember, just because it's a popular thought doesn't mean that it's true. And as some wise person once said, even if only one man knows the truth, it is still the truth. And so I would like to offer you this thought for your consideration. The persistent smudge on our perception that I would like to help wipe away is something we've already touched upon in many of our online discussions and that is the thought that desire is bad. Now that's a popular thought, isn't it? Many religions and schools of thought actively try to impress upon you the idea that it is more enlightened or holy to not desire. But they have missed the mark because it is not bad to desire. In fact, desire is the seed of creation. If you did not desire in one way or another, you would not have experiences and be living this life. To desire is not bad. To need is bad. That's your culprit. Need, not desire. It's a subtle difference, but a huge one. And it's why all the schools of thought and religions around have interpreted this point incorrectly. They don't see the difference between desire and need. Because there is nothing noble or holy about apathy or lack of desire. There is nothing noble or holy about living in poverty. Rather, it is the reduction of distraction that might superficially imitate poverty that can sometimes lead to our ability to see a little higher or more clearly. But poverty or being detached in itself is not what has brought you that insight. But in our blindness we misinterpret what we see and we think apathy or detachment is good. Even poverty is good. And the truth is, it isn't good or bad. They are simply choices, and you may have whatever choice you truly desire. In fact, I hope it doesn't escape your notice that to fervently try to attain this detachment is, in itself, a desire you are fulfilling. Do you see? It's a game we're running on ourselves, and our intent is good. We are trying to be good. 
We are trying to do what is right, but this type of blindness and oversight is always the byproduct of trying to move according to the thoughts of another and not to your own authenticity. To desire this detachment is still a desire. It is. Just like to sit passively is also a choice. I'm afraid creators like yourself cannot help but be engaged because if they truly choose to not be engaged, then everything ceases to be. So, until you see that happen, know that you are making choices, even if that choice is to be passive. And to aspire to become detached is, in itself, a fulfillment of a desire for detachment. You can pretend for a while, but in the end, you'll have to see it for what it is. Just a game you're running on yourself for a while, and that's fine. But to be passive and to be here is not possible. And seeking detachment is the activation of a desire. It's ironic and overlooked, but it's true and it's something we all need to consider because these are popular thoughts. But I hope you see, being popular doesn't mean it's the truth. I mean, at one time, the thought that the world was flat or that the sun traveled around the earth was prevailing thoughts. And to disagree with that was seen as heresy and was punishable by death. So it was quite seriously taken, quite seriously agreed upon. But eventually it was found to be incorrect, just as the thought that desire is bad is also to be uncovered as a mistaken thought. Need is the one we are after. So. That is why I hope it's good news to you to hear that desire is not bad. Rather, need is the culprit. So, how can we tell these two apart? Well, it's actually very easy. To desire something is simply to identify something that you would like, something you would prefer, something you would enjoy. But to need something is always born out of a deficit, a lack, a hunger, a craving. To need creates an imbalance. It's trying to fill something, a lack, an empty spot, with something that usually cannot really do the job. On the other hand, to desire simply expands your experience. It brings variety and interest into your world but it's not a craving. That is a need. To desire is fine. Encouraged. It is the seeds of your creation. But to need something creates a deficit in you, an imbalance. It pulls you off center. And so they're easy to tell apart. Need is born of a deficit, an imbalance. You don't feel good when you don't have it. Desire, however, expands and enriches, and you can add anything you desire to your life. Need being a deficit weakens you. 
desire expands. It's a subtle but profound difference that I hope you can make. I mean, there is absolutely no reason to sit there and watch the world go by. Call any of it over to you that you would like to experience. And if you don't have a conflicting thought, it will come. It must. And you can enjoy it. You're supposed to enjoy it. That's why we create for the joy of knowing ourselves more fully. So, desire away. In fact, it was your desire to know yourself more fully that landed you here experiencing this dimension. So I hope you can try and lay aside this well-perpetuated notion that it's somehow holy or more enlightened to sit there with a glazed look over our eyes, apathetic to our surroundings or circumstances. That isn't holy. That is an attempt to cut yourself off from your own creation. Because your world and your body are your creation. They are the means through which you express you. Because each of us is the bridegroom and our world, including our body, is our bride. That which brings forth what our desire has seeded. Do you see? So they are not something you can remove yourself from. All you can do is pretend that you have. But you are both the leaf seemingly floating on the river and the river that brings that leaf all it experiences. I hope these thoughts help to clear this popular smudge from your perspective so that you can see better and understand more clearly. And I needed to wipe it away before I continued because if you thought this detachment was something to strive for, why then you would have no interest in your real joy, which is the act of creating. Because we are creators. If you had to define yourself as anything, that is the label I would choose. We are always in a state of creation. Initially, we create solely out of our unconscious. We do not know ourselves, and we have no idea that our perceptions and thoughts and beliefs are the gears that create the world we go on to seem to experience. We don't know that, but even though we don't know it, it has ever been the truth. Please join me for part two of the Libertine Chronicles, Intentional Manifestation.